Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Welcome, welcome. Good morning. Still at the house. This is my last day at the house. Um, how y'all doing this morning? Um, I'm super excited about the word this morning. We're trying to connect to Joynet this morning. So give me just a second. Give me just, just a second. And then we're going to get started for today. God is so faithful and so good. I'm still in the kitchen. Headed back to the studio on Monday. I miss when I'm not in the studio. So while we're sitting here trying to get connected, um, I'm not on Instagram right now this morning. Um, do me a favor, share the video live right now. Ladies, don't forget March 2nd. We're doing Pillow Talk. Um, and I don't know this. I think this is going to be the last Pillow Talk this year um, in the Little Rock area. So don't miss out on this opportunity to connect to other women, um, to get some of the things that you may be missing and that you need for this next season in your life. God is just so faithful and good to us. And he provides us with resources and the things that we need. And we got registrations coming in and there's only a little bit small spots. Um, it's going to be just a little bit bigger than our intimate pillow talks. We're still going to be out there, pajamas, no makeup. Um, I told you I got three amazing women going to teach us about skincare, going to teach us about um, our um, bodies physically, going to teach us about what we wear and how to complement that to us, spirit, soul, and body. And so that is so important to everything that we have going on right now. You're supposed to be spirit, soul, and body. You're supposed to be spirit, soul, and body. So I'm telling you, um, I want you to get tapped in. I want you to make sure that you are a part of what's going to happen next, what we'll see next, um, and what God is going to do for us and through us next. And don't miss this opportunity for Pillow Talk. Um, I want to pray and go ahead and get started today. Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, without a doubt, we want to talk about um, on the road to recovery. We've been talking about having a sober mind and what a sober mind looks like. And today I just want to talk to you about being on the road to recovery and what being on the road to recovery looks like and some necessary things for you on the road to recovery. Because here's what I found is we'll get a little bit of word in us. We'll get a little bit of word in us. We'll get uh, what we need. We'll start feeling better. And once those things happen, we'll go from there and then when things seem to be at their best, we forget the things that led to us being on a road of recovery, or we forget the things that led to us having a sober mind. And if we're going to walk in the fullness of what God called us to walk in, then I'm telling you without a doubt, on the road to recovery, there are some things that you're going to have to continuously do. A sound mind operates in kingdom principles and puts us in the position on how we serve others. Getting the sound mind isn't just for your benefit. 
It's for the benefit of everybody that you're supposed to be connected to. It's for the benefit of every um, one that you are supposed to be involved with. It's for the benefit of all of that. And so if we're in a position and we're operating in anything other than a sound mind, um, or we're in the position on the road to recovery, road to recovery, um, you have to, like when you leave the doctor's office, there are steps to recovery and they give you a piece of paper and they tell you all the medications you're going to be on and they say to you, these are all the different things that you need to do. It's the same exact thing for you on this road to recovery. It's the same, same thing here. When you find out you've been spiritually sick or not in a good place, uh, oh, here it goes. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Yeah, I'm ready. Ready? Five, four, three, two, one. Good. Connected. Oh, we just got our JoyNet family connected in. I'm super excited about that. Thank you um, to JC for accommodating and making um, this happen through JoyNet so you can hear us in all places. Let's pray. And I'm going to talk about this road to recover. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for mercy. We thank you for your love this morning. We thank you for this week, how you've been teaching us to operate in a sound mind. We thank you, Father God, for the wisdom that comes from up above. We thank you for your Holy Spirit, your Holy Ghost, and all that you are in our lives. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in our sight. You are my strength. You are my redeemer, Lord God. Let the ears be open to the people. Let miracles, signs, and wonders follow everywhere we go in Jesus name. Amen. This week when I began talking and teaching you, talking to you about being living in a sound mind, one of the things that I asked you was, are you content with where you're at? Are you content with where you are? Are you satisfied with this position or this place in your life? And I told you myself, no, I want to forever be growing in Christ. I want to forever be growing in God. I want to forever be connected to and what God is trying to do in my life. And I'm going to tell you one of the key things in that is staying consistent in the road, on the road to recovery. One of the things that I've realized more than anything is that we don't stay consistent. We get a little bit of word in us. We start feeling a little bit better. Um, we start seeing God or the hand of God move into our life. And then we forget the instructions or we forget was necessary when we were in pain and we forget to continue to connect to God. If you're going to continue to um, operate in a sound mind, you're going to have to consistently and constantly renew your mind. Your mind cannot be re That's why God said meditate on the laws day and night. That's why he was saying meditate on these laws day and night um, and be honest with yourself. And I'm talking about meditate. And I've talked to you a little bit about meditation before. Meditating is writing down. Anytime you sit before a teacher or before the word of God, you should be writing. Meditation, writing helps you with your meditation. So meditation is writing it down, reviewing it, seeing what the scripture says about it, seeing what further scripture says about it, 
These are the things that you're going to have to do consistently if you want to consistently stay in a sober mind. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I've seen it happen too many times. Think about, um, I had surgery on my feet, and I tell people all the time, the first time I had surgery, I did really good. I followed the instructions. I did absolutely everything they told me. The second time we had that I had surgery, I skipped some steps and I almost damaged my foot. And I almost damaged my foot because I didn't follow the instructions and I was trying to rush the process. You cannot rush the process of operating in a sober mind. You have to realize you've been thinking, thank you, Holy Ghost. You've been thinking the way that you've been thinking for so long. It's part of your deep-seated belief system. You've got it rooted in you. Um, you there are things that you say that you've been say, saying forever. There are things that you've been doing that you've been doing forever that you thought was normal. You were on automation. You were operating as if you were in the correct position. And God is saying to you, I'm trying to get your mind to be the mind of Christ. And if your mind is going to be the mind of Christ, then everything that was negative in you, everything that was embedded in you has to be pulled up, has to be pulled out. And some of that is a slow pull process. Some of that is not, um, some of that is not a, um, an easy or a quick process. And so if we're not going to be conformed to this world, we're going to be transformed by ruin, knowing of our mind, that's Romans 12 and 2, then you got to operate in this process very soberly. Um, you cannot assume that you're just going to be okay. It's like alcoholics in an AA meeting. Um, they tell them you may not even be able to go around alcohol anymore. You may not even be able to go in some of the same places that you have been before. You may not be able to do that. You may not be able to connect to some of the same people that you used to connect to before. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday and she was saying, I'm not strong enough. I'm not strong enough in this phase because she's in a healing process. So one of the first things is admitting I'm just on the road to sobriety. I'm just renewing my mind. When I talk to people and they're like, oh yeah, daddy told me that. And oh yeah, um, I'm, da -da 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 -da. I'm like, you so new to this process. You haven't seen anything yet slow down. There's a scripture that says zeal without knowledge is dead. That zeal without knowledge is dead. And so you can be zealous for it. That's good, Ron Perry. It's not a microwave thing. You can be zealous for it. You can be exciting for it. But on this road to recovery, slow down in your healing process. Slow down in your healing process. Let the word begin to do the work in you. Let the word begin to work through you. Because there are layers to you and you'll find out along the way that there are things embedded in you that you didn't even realize. You'll find out along the way that there are parts of you that are still sick, that are still struggling, that are dealing with issues that you haven't even realized. You don't even know how much of your mind is conformed to this world. I told you yesterday, Isaiah 30 and 1, that scripture is so powerful. He said, Woe to the rebellious children, says the Lord, who take counsel, but not of me. Anywhere in your life, anywhere in your life that you're not taking counsel of God, right? Then you're probably absent 
or not clear for his direction. So stop just getting a little bit of word in or stop just going to church on Sunday and attend. You're not going to be able to just get it. Oh, I feel better and keep moving. That's not how it works. This is a process. This is a life altering, life changing. Like you got to work on this process every day. I study in the morning. I'm listening to the word throughout the day. I'm back at night. And somebody's going to say, is it going to take all this? It is if you want to see yourself coming to the fullness of who God created you to be. And I do fun stuff and I have a great time. But being what God called me to be is more important than anything else. You Human reasoning is apart from God. Human reasoning is apart from God. And you cannot develop a sound mind through human reasoning. You cannot develop a sound mind through human reason. And so if you really want to see yourself walk into the fullness of who God called you to be, you're going to have to know this process is going to be slow. You're going to have to know this is a daily process. You're going to have to meditate on this word day and night. You are not going to be able to put yourself back in the same places, in the same positions, thinking that you're strong enough and you're okay. You're not going to be able to do it. And you're definitely going to have to have the guidance of the Holy Spirit. You cannot do this without God's Holy Spirit. And so if you're afraid of the Holy Spirit, if you're afraid of him, you're going to miss this. You cannot do this. First Thessalonians um, 5 and 19 says, once God imbues us with the gift of the Holy Spirit, you can't quench the Holy Spirit. You're going to have to connect to him. You're going to have to part to him. This is more than you just doing church. This is more than you just doing church. The devil has already been trying to convince you you're losing your mind or you're less than or you're inadequate or you don't have enough. He doesn't want you to connect to God on a daily basis or a consistent basis. He wants you to have all these other crazy things in your spirit meditating on. He knows because he knows if you do it, you're going to be on. You're going to miss the opportunity to hear God the way that you need to hear God. You're going to miss that opportunity to fellowship with him. You're going to miss the opportunity. Some of you guys are going to begin to feel a pull in your spirit, a full pull in your spirit for you to start getting up in the morning. It's because he wants to have a conversation with you. It's because he wants to talk to you. It's because he's trying to endure you with your power and what you need for out the day. Yeah, that's it, Paula. That's what I'm getting to in just a minute. It's going to be without the, an, un, an unsound mind. I want to read you this. It says in Romans 1, and this is like the 28th verse, it says, even and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind. You don't want God to ever give you over to a reprobate or a debased mind because you're operating without the knowledge of him. King David writes, the fools said in their heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. That's Psalms 14 and 1. The fool says, I don't need God this much. The fool says it doesn't take all that. The fool, the fool, that's foolish ways. That's foolish thinking. And so on this road to recovery, God has been dealing with us about our self-esteem. He's dealt with us about comparing ourselves with others. And I think he's going to start talking to us about our measure of faith next, right? Now he's been dealing with us this week about having a sober and a sound mind and what that looks like. 
and coming out of these toxic thinking and these toxic processes so that we can walk in the fullness of who God called to be. The law, you've written your story. A lot of you are writing your story with the words that are on your lips. And the Lord is like, man, if I can get you to think in the wisdom of God instead of the wisdom of man, you'll change the world around you. You are a speaking, creative being. You are a speaking, creative being. You have more authority and power in this earth than you've realized. You settle for less than because it seems successful on the other side. But baby, I'm telling you, it's not successful on the other side. God tells us again and again, the real solution to coming out of this crazy thinking is do not be conformed to this world. Be transformed by renewing your mind. Get this word in you. Paula said it best. The prescription is two scriptures at the minimum, three times a day. And that's what the areas that you've been struggling with. That's what the things that you've been trying to overcome. Thinking is cool. People are like, well, we got thoughts and we got emotions. And God gave those to us. He did. But he also gave them, gave them to us with the thought process that we would control them. That we would, we would be the ones, not them controlling us. Religion, reli we ain't talking religion here. We're talking about a spiritual relationship with God. A spiritual relationship with God. God is looking to have a depth and experience. And for us to experience something, even though, this is, can I tell you something? This is how your marriages are going to get fixed. This is how your relationship with your children are going to get fixed. This is how your life is going to change. Your life is going to change when you make the decision. And it's a decision to walk in a sound mind. It's a decision to get connected to the deeper things of God. And I told you that it's nothing to be fearful for. You got to open yourself up and say, you know what? I'm open to change. I'm open to see things God's way. I don't want to keep living this in this same old conundrum or same old way of doing things. It says, for where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, is peaceful, is gentle, is willing to yield. It's full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. That's James 3, 16 and 17. If you're going to achieve a sound mind, then you got to understand on the spiritual level, right thinking can only come from God. Right thinking can only come from God. And so on this road to recovery, on this road to sobriety, you have to flip this thing around. You don't have to flip it around. You're going to change it up. You already did the work when you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And if you've not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior again, contact us and let us help you lead, let us help lead you through the plans of salvation. But you've already accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Now it's time for you to get connected to the Holy Spirit so that you can operate in another level of sobriety, inviting the Holy Spirit in, repenting first, Turn away from sin, right? Being baptized. Some of y'all might need to go back in the water again. I did. And then there's a promise 
for you to be able to receive the Holy Spirit. So receiving the Holy Spirit is where you're going to get the sound mind. And you cannot be on a road to recovery. I'm going to tell you this and I'm going to say it again because I did and I've seen it happen again and again. It is not enough for you to get just a little bit of word in you, a little bit of time of God. Think that because you've been through this process and you've done all you studying, the enemy is slick. He'll have you right back in your own way, old ways. He'll have you right back in your old processes and you won't even realize it's happening. And then some of you are going to have to disconnect from people who are not on the road to recovery. You cannot continue to be around people who are sick and you're healing. Um, my aunt wasn't feeling good and I wanted to go see her, but I was getting over something. I knew better than to expose her to something that could potentially make her setback. You got to know better than to expose yourself to something that could prevent us or put you in a position of having a setback. You know how older people used to say that? Oh, don't, don't have that baby that soon and go out and expose yourself to the elements. You'll have a setback. And because modern medicine told us, oh, no, after you have a baby 24 hours, you can go right on and continue doing what you were doing. And so we would jump up, get up out that hospital. And then the next week we'd be sick or the baby would be sick. Why? Because they knew what they were talking about. There was a wisdom to them. They knew that we were setting ourselves in the position to have us said that. If you're going to change your behaviors, if you're going to change your attitudes, if you're going to see the demonstration and the power of God in your life, you're going to have to get on this and stay on this and do not slack up so that you do not have a setback and do not <laughs> slack up. Don't, don't quench the Holy Spirit. Um, I want to leave you with these two scriptures. It says, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each, of, each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for your own interests, but also for the interests of others. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, Philippians 2, 3, 5. And so you got to ask yourself, your question that we have to leave and ask ourselves this morning is, am I really, 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 really in sync with the Holy Spirit? Am I really allowing the Holy Spirit to influence my life? Is my mom my influence? Is media my influence? Are my circle of friends my influence? Do not, I not press and tap into the things of God because I'm afraid of being isolated? Am I, am, I, am, I, am I afraid of being isolated? Am I afraid of looking too weird? Will I not share with the love of Christ? Will I not push into this because I'm afraid of how it's going to make me look? Especially if you're somebody who's already felt isolation before, then what usually happens is you don't want to push into the power and push into the things of God because you don't want anything to make you look more weird You've already looked weird enough, right? You've already looked weird enough. And it's like, no, I want my best life, right? I want my best life. I want the best life. You deserve the best life. Christ died so that you could have the best life. So now you just got to deal with your stinking thinking and get in your process 
to see how beautiful you are, how precious you are, how talented you are, how gifted you are, how God called you here for a purpose greater than you can ever imagine. And the only way that you're going to be able to receive that, conceive it, and walk in it is that you understand and are operating in a sober mind. That you are operating in a sober mind. Nikki, there's a different isolation because it's an isolation that should be leading you to connect you to like-minded people because you can't do this journey by yourself. It should be leading you to connect you to like-minded people. So through this process, you may, on the road to recovery, you need to come out your comfort zone. If you haven't been going to church, you need to go to church. Join a Bible school study. Find a church community. Find other people. You need accountability partners so that you can operate in your sober mind. It says, if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another or envying one another. That's Galatians 5, 25 and 26. Can you imagine what this world would be like if we all made a decision to operate in a sober mind and to walk in the spirit? You wouldn't be cussing people out. You wouldn't be going off on people. You wouldn't be suspicious. You wouldn't be anxious. You wouldn't be worried. You wouldn't be depressed. You wouldn't be consumed by the things of this world. You'd be on kingdom assignment, on kingdom business, focused, fulfilling your destiny every day. I want to leave you with this thought process. My friend and I were talking um, a little bit before we came on in the devotional. And she said, you said something to me once. You said you better treat every day like it's your absolutely last day. And I'm going to say the same thing to you. You better treat every day as if this is your last absolute day. Seeking the things of God. You're not going to be perfect. I'm not telling you you're going to be perfect. You're going to have and make some mistakes. There's going to be some spaces and times in your life where you're not going to be okay. Where you're not going to be okay. Where you're going to be consumed. Where you're going to be overwhelmed. But that's what the power of the Holy Ghost for. That's why Jesus went to the cross. That's why God's love is so, so real. But if you're really going to see this, if you're really going to walk this out, if you're really going to walk into the fullness of who God called you to be, you're going to have to be on this road of recovery, steadfast, immovable in your word, not just talking conversations in the morning. I want you to get that in, but your own personal time with God, asking him so that you can endure to the end. Proverbs 14 and 12 says, there is a way that seems right to a man, but in its end, the way is death. It's a way that seems right to you. A lot of us have been living right or what by what we thought we, we was right. And God has a whole new revelation of how he wants us to live. It's kingdom, baby. It's kingdom, baby. God wants you to live kingdom, baby. It's kingdom, baby. So in this process, tap in, talk to the Holy Spirit. Stop worrying about other people and their mood, their salvation and what they're doing. Focus on the internal of what God is going to do to you so that your mind is sober continuously, not for a little while. Now, we don't want you having no setbacks. We don't want you slipping back up so that your mind is sober continuously. Well, I love y'all. We walking into the weekend. We walking into the weekend. 
I think the Lord is going to lead us into talking about your measure of faith the next week. We've all been dealt a measure of faith and what that looks like so that we can begin to develop and walk in the full measure of faith that God has put inside of us. It's time for us to experience victory. It's time for us to see the power of God. Miracle signs and wonders should be following us. We should not be broke. We should not be sick. We should be walking according to the kingdom that we should be looking. Kingdom of heaven should be reflecting in every area of our life. And I don't know about you, but I'm ready for it. Don't forget to log on to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. Don't forget to go and sow a seed towards mission and action and all the other things. Thank you for those of y'all who have been coming in, becoming covenant partners. Every time I see a new partnership, I get super, super excited. Blessings to you. Blessings to you. My God, thank you. Thank you for helping us to continue the work that we have to do. It's kingdom, baby. And God is seeing and watching us. I love you guys so much. Don't forget, if you don't have the JoyNet app, go get it. Go get YouTube. Never know what God may do. Love you guys so much. I'll see you back here Monday morning at 5 a.m. Love you so much. Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.